0: And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast.
1: What is up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. We are back with another episode of the Team Building Podcast. And we have a doozy for you. We've got Logan Boyce here today to talk about how he doubled his business going from about 50 transactions to 100 this year. We've got a bunch of stuff to dive into. Joining me, the man, the myth, the legend, all the way from the distant lands
0: of Hawaii, Jeff Cohn. Jeff, what is up today? Hey guys, I'm super pumped about this episode. Got out of bed at 6 a.m. on vacation, Hawaii time, to jump on here with you guys today. And I'm really pumped to have Logan on the show. Logan's a good friend. We've known each other for several years. Uh, He's going to bring us a ton of awesome content. Uh, One of the biggest dysfunctions, I think, of interviewing top-level people is that they forget all the pain points they experienced when they were still struggling in the 50 to 100 units a year time frame. And that's exactly where Logan's coming from. So stay tuned. You guys are going to get a lot of great value out of this one.
1: Logan, welcome officially. And give us uh, give us a little background on uh, kind of where you're at and uh, where you were at a couple years ago so people know where you're coming from.
2: Yeah, we're so um, numbers we're at right now, we're just shy of 30 million uh, as of today. We hit our 100th transaction today. So and we had a goal that we wanted to hit it on the day that we were going to go on the podcast. So, uh, man, just credit to everybody on the team. They did an amazing job supporting me and making sure that I can come up on here and say triple digits. So uh, that, that's that's what's going on right now. Um, where it came from was I I kind of started in this similar way that Jeff did in that both my parents were in real estate, so it was kind of a natural thing for me. I came from different jobs that I'd been fired from because I wanted to run things my way. So I realized that you know working for the man probably wasn't uh, didn't agree with me as well as they would have wanted. So I figured real estate was a great opportunity. And I saw the way that my dad was running the business and he was he was killing it. You know, he was a, the classic rock star agent. And uh, I wanted to create some leverage for myself and for him. So I started the team and I always told my buddy John that if I ever wrote a book, chapter one would be finding your John, because it's it's about finding that perfect implementer that's going to have your have your back and, and help you implement absolutely anything that, that you want to come up with. And John's just been uh, amazing with that. So. I think that, that'd be where I would want to start the conversation is just the, that's exactly where, uh, where I came from. And, uh, from that point on, it's just been rock and roll. And, uh, our culture has been attracting a lot of really, really great talent.
1: Awesome. I'm just sorry. So mental sidetrack. I was thinking about the, uh, the book title me, like how to find your John. I think yes. that would attract a, a slightly different demographic. A little, <laughs> like.
2: yeah.
0: That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, I don't know if in Canada they use John for, for that particular line of work, but in the United so, States, it's a male prostitute.
2: Is it really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm unfamiliar with that. But that's fine, that, that's dude. Hilarious. I think that's, a,
0: that's, that's awesome. And it's funny because I always hear people say the same with our my you know direct reports. Got to find my Kevin. Got to find my Andy. I think yeah. every workshop, somebody's offering them an amazing deal to move to wherever they live to work for them. So I also need to make mention on this podcast, I'm always really jealous of the mysterious locations Johnson's in. And so I was really excited to broadcast from Oahu. But then he beat me out again. He's like sitting in this cute little coffee shop. I don't know where on, you know, what sexy location of California. Uh, But I'm a little upset about it. I was wanting him to be in a really boring room. So I think the the battle's on, Matt. I think that it's all going to be about where are we when we broadcast these podcasts?
1: That's right. I, w- I will take on that challenge. All
0: right. <laughs> that, and I, will,
1: I will continue to beat you. I don't care where you're at in the world. And <laughs> next, t- next time you see me, I'll be from like uh, broadcasting from the beach <laughs> outside of Thailand or something like that. Yeah, I'm just going right? to go. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. All right. So, Logan, let's let's talk about some of the pain points, because this is the, the big struggle for people is getting over probably that forty to fifty deal mark, right? Where where they as the Rainmaker are frazzled. Like they're they're extended. They they can't put any more hours in, right? Which is part of the the attraction. It's part of the reason why people come to the workshop. It's part of the reason people sign up for the live stream training. Like they're they're at their wits end in terms of working sixty to seventy hours a week, which I'm sure you were you were doing. So how did you kind of break out of that hamster wheel and what were those first couple of steps, especially after you kind of came across Jeff's material? What were those first couple of things you started to implement that broke that cycle?
2: I think it all started with meeting somebody that was performing at the level that I wanted to in a few years be at. And so um, the owner of my office, Rock Thomas, uh, introduced me to Jeff originally and uh, mad credit to him for that, because that that was a game changer. So I I met Jeff and was like, this is this is the level I want to be operating on. You know, these are the kind of cars I want to drive. This is the kind of team I want to run. So let's let's do this. And um, from there, it's just about plugging in 100%. Don't re- I keep telling people this? Do not under any circumstances reinvent the wheel, because I I find people think that they can do it smarter or better or whatever, and that may be true, but you know, until you can prove that you can actually implement the system without making changes, that that's the first step, I think. So uh, breaking out of the hamster wheel would really be, you know, finding something to strive for and uh, coming up with 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 a big why, which for me was making sure that my parents could retire with leveraged income and, and just be super happy for the rest of their lives. So I think having something that drives you like that is really
0: important. There's something really unique about this answer. And I found a consistent pattern, and there's two types of people one type of person sees the success I've had and they say, well, I I don't need to have 50 agents or I don't need to have 10 agents. I'd be good just with two admin. And then there's another type of person that sees what we've built and says, I think I can do better than Jeff. I want to build the same thing or bigger and have more success than Jeff. I think most people fall in the first category. And I can't tell you how many times I'm on a coaching call with someone and they say, "You know, I don't ever need to have 50 agents. And I'll always return with the question of, well, why are you choosing to not make $1.2 million net and instead make $200,000 net. Yep. Like that. it's honestly, there's that much clarity around that point. When someone says, I don't, I don't need to grow bigger than blank. Why, why do, why do people have that limiting belief? And that's a rhetorical question, but you obviously don't Logan. Yeah. Well, it's,
2: it's, it's, it's all that same kind of mindset around money. When you meet somebody and they're like, well, I don't need that car or we're like, I don't need a house that big. And it's like, nobody needs a house that big. It's just, do you want to, be awesome and have all this cool stuff and yeah that's part of the puzzle but it's really like what are you doing it all for at the end of the day
0: sure and there's a definitely a limiting belief around people feeling that they're not capable and so instead of choosing to um aspire to greatness they just choose f- to have a life of mediocrity and don't ever accept the challenge they'd rather never feel like they failed so they don't even choose to go down the path to become mm-hmm. like jeff Cohn's team or one of the other great teams in the country And I'm very sad around that point because I know how simple it can be if people choose to apply themselves over a long period of time and create systems. Anyone can get to the point that my team's at work. You know, this year we'll sell over, we've already sold over 700 houses and obviously monetarily I'm doing the best I've ever done. But I know what I, I had to put in to get here, it was a lot of work and effort. But you're servicing clients, working 50, 60, 70 deals, 100 deals a year. That's a lot of work too. There's definitely a different way. And that's the whole reason Elite Real Estate Systems was born to help people do a lot of hard work, but get somewhere much further than they may have ever dreamed. And Logan, you're definitely on that path. So let's dig into a couple other things that you've changed in your business. I know the first time I ever met Logan, I was in Montreal, um, speaking at Street Smart Millionaire, an event Rock Thomas puts on and we also did iCar. I don't know if you remember that, Logan. (laughs) We went around and raced like Ferraris and Lambos and stuff. Yep. Um, but I remember a very, at that time, you were talking about your team and wanting to build a team, and um, you were really worried about some of the different components that it would take to build. I know a CRM was one of your challenges in Canada because you couldn't yeah. adopt the Boomtown CRM at that time in your city. What type of software have you chosen to onboard now that you know you want to go big? Because obviously, as an yeah. individual, you don't really need a, a lot of systems. Uh, as you know, you're going to grow a team and insert a lot of agents. You have to be a little bit more intentional. Have, have there been any new software programs you've adopted to help you grow?
2: Yeah, I've went through like six at least. And imagine every time you switch your team over to a new piece of software, it's another headache. It's another system that nobody understands or nobody likes for various reasons or whatever. So I can't even tell you how many nights I've been up since uh, till five, six in the morning looking at different CRMs because the struggle just for the, for the viewers listening is that um, in Canada, pretty much everywhere in Canada, they have IDX syndication, just not in Quebec, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so no, 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 IDX what, indication for here. anyone that
0: doesn't know what IDX is, that's essentially the MLS, the multiple listing service in Quebec does not share listings from one brokerage to another. So exactly. it's like the wild, wild west in the US that was like in the 70s, brokers would own their listings and no one could see that broker's listings without logging in. Well, at the 70s, I didn't even have a website. You'd have to have access to that brokerage's MLS book. I don't exactly. even know what those things were called. Yeah. So in the so Quebec, we can go, that way, right? People have to go to we, your website to look
2: at we the We can listings. go to, to realtor.ca, and we can see all the different banners' listings. Mm. But I can't have Sutton's listings on my website on or, something or something like that. Crazy. I can't even have my buddy in my office's listings on my website unless we have a signed paperwork agreement for that. So it's uh, it presented a huge challenge. So we we've been having to do internet leads the old-fashioned way, where we're bringing people to a splash page that's saying, um, you know, get a list of foreclosures or best deals or off-market homes or whatever buzzy words we decide on using that week. And um, it's presented a real challenge because we're not converting at the three three and a half percent that we should be. We're converting at just over one and a quarter right now. So it's uh, th- that that was a huge, huge hiccup for us. But we ended up settling on a CRM called Follow-Up Boss. And uh, anybody in Quebec that's listening, I would say definitely get on that. It's fantastic. Uh, price is right. We're paying 300 bucks, um, 300 bucks a month, and we're 13 people on the system right now. So, so Talk about
0: uh, a few of the widgets that Follow-Up Boss offers that you have felt have been a game changer for you guys.
2: Uh, sending text messages within the CRM and being able to create campaigns that start with a text message. So like, and all of our campaigns are your campaigns pretty much. Mm So when they sign up for the website, it says, hey, I saw you were looking at blah, blah, blah on Facebook or blah, blah, blah on our website or whatever. So it starts with that and the drip campaigns are all customizable. I was able to create Hot Nurture Watch Archive. Mm -hmm. Um, So for those of you who know Jeff, you know what that is already, but I was able to create that within Follow Up Boss and I'm also able to, for my one-on-ones, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get into after, but I'm able to sit down and sort by when was the last call. So I'm able to see, are you behind on your leads? Are you ahead of your leads, et cetera, et cetera. So no, cool. it's, it's been,
0: it's been does great. Fo- yeah. Does follow up offer a front end website solution like Boomtown or it's just the back end CRM, right? So yeah, exactly. What, what, would I'm, you I'm having a zap. This?
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm having to zap in the leads. So when a lead comes in on Facebook, it's easy. Zapier, uh, Zapier, or Zapier, however you want to say that. Um, mm-hmm. They just add the leads directly to follow up us, which is great.
0: What's the cost for that?
2: Oh, I don't know 20 30 bucks a month something like that
0: okay yeah. so on the front end from a website standpoint obviously you generate leads online and you'll talk about that in a second um, most of those leads are coming in through the, the zap yeah
2: it, they're, they're coming in through either Facebook ads that, that we run or the Google ads that we run run to a lead pages site okay it's like
0: just a squeeze page yep yeah. So it's not necessarily a, a, a all about website, kind of like Boomtown would offer real geeks, and a lot of them out there, Firepoint, have that no. front end website. You don't even need, you don't have to have the front end website, you just have created squeeze pages. What's the software you use for your squeeze pages? Uh, Leadpages like is a big one, just yeah, Leadpages uh, is what it's called?
2: Yeah, Leadpages.net I think it is, but no, it's okay. it's worked well, it's really easy. They, they have a couple of templates you can download for them. Uh, I didn't end up using the templates, I just built it uh, on my own because it was relatively easy. It's all click and drag stuff, I'm not like a programmer or anything. So no, it was yeah. uh, it's it's been it's been relatively easy, uh, but n- that's now. You know, when I was building it, it was sleepless nights. Right. Why the hell doesn't this work? Et cetera, et cetera. You know.
0: Yeah, you had to figure out how to make it work. Exactly. I so, think this is this is interesting, Johnson, because we haven't had a lot of conversations with anyone that didn't have a strong front-end website to you know to create their squeeze page this is a yeah, but what's, what's your
1: what's your theory on why that doesn't work as well like driving people to
0: a, a
1: squeeze page because i mean if they're they're expressing interest and in basically saying they're looking for a home but you basically can not all you can not do is just have an idx feed of all the homes for sale on right. your website with registration so is it just the fact like i'm i can see why you wouldn't get the the quantity i'm not i'm not quite sure why you wouldn't get the same conversion rate
0: Jeff, what's your theory because on it, that? Or I think it's his, it's his it's Quebec. I, I don't think the issue is how the leads okay. are coming in, because my experience with gotcha. internet leads is leads are leads are leads, independent of where they come from. Um mm-hmm. and it, it does matter though, location specific, when you look at geography of where the leads are going. One percent's great, Logan. And you know, I don't know if we've told you that in coaching because we're constantly wanting to push you, but one percent <laughs> on a coast in a coastal market or a city with over a million people, I think that's really good. You know, in the Midwest or in smaller towns, I think you can expect two to three percent because people are more open to share their actual names, phone numbers, passwords. And when I share our numbers on our conversion ratios, I'm talking every lead that's ever registered, including Mickey Mouse. So it's all of our trash leads. It's everything Mm -hmm. across the board. Some people will say they're at a 10% conversion. That's not, that's impossible. Um, If someone says they're at 10%, that's like a scrub lead from an internal sales agent. You know, they're getting one out of 10 of the people that say they want to sell their house today. Our leads, when we talk conversion, I'm talking any lead that's ever registered. So one, one and a quarter percent or whatever you had shared earlier, that's that's really good, man. One out of a hundred leads, I think that's great. So what are you paying to generate these leads in Quebec?
2: Uh, so lately, the leads are costing us five bucks. That's that's for a lead. We pay about 50 cents a click and we get about one one in 10, will will register. Um, so give or take $5 and then one in a hundred. So we're looking at 500 bucks for, for a sale.
0: And that's typically through Google Ads?
2: Yep, Google Ads. That's an average of Google and Facebook, but... Facebook has a lower conversion
0: rate. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. So you are doing that mostly exactly for that Yep. Yep. Cool. Yep. yep. Awesome. So from a lead conversion standpoint and accountability, what have been some new systems that you've put in place to help hold yourself and/or your agents accountable when you hand them off all of these leads?
2: Honestly, it's uh, the hugest thing that changed, and the sooner that the the listeners, if they're if they are at between you know thirty and seventy deals a year, and they want to get to the one hundred fifty or the two hundred or whatever, um, Get the days like you guys have, like your Boomtown days. That was a complete one hundred percent game changer.
0: So share with the listeners okay. what you mean by get the days and what it what most so people you feel like do when it comes to I, I have
2: be- because my team's not the biggest. I don't have twenty five people or thirty people. I don't have one day for everybody in the month. So on an Excel calendar spreadsheet, I just have okay. I, I I found that the leads are the best on Monday, Tuesday, and Friday. So I have Monday, Tuesday, Friday every single week, and I have all my ad scheduling done on those days. So let's say this Monday that just passed, Tommy was, was running the leads and he's just, this guy's a machine when it comes to the leads, like he's never behind on anything. Like in the accountability tracker, it's zero, 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 zero. Like he's nice. never behind. So, and then the next day was Delano. And then Friday it's going to be John. Next right, Monday so it's going to be Marianne. You're not so doing
0: round Robin um, no, for each individual lead. That was the you're biggest, doing round Robin for lead days, the entire day a 24 hour period.
2: Uh, so no, they have to be in the office just like you, ten to seven. Well, I okay. think yours is a little more hardcore. Mine's ten to seven. You have Not to arrive ten to 10 7. In the
0: morning. Yeah, yeah, we're ten to seven.
2: Oh, you are. Okay, cool. So yeah, uh, we 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 have them come in ten in the morning, stay till seven, and their job is just to handle the leads as quickly as possible. And okay. uh, same thing, you have to you have to reach out to them three times. On, on the third time, if you haven't re- uh, spoken to them, you leave them a voicemail and you send them a text message. As yeah. soon as we switch from that to, from sorry from round robin to that it was a 100% game changer.
0: Because so why do you think it made such a big difference?
2: Because the leads were being handled right away. If you're round robinning and let's say I'm at an appointment, I'm like, oh, look, a lead just came in or whatever, but I'm at an appointment, I'm not going to be able to reach out to this person for another half an hour, maybe an hour. Meanwhile, that leads has, that leads left the website. That lead has forgotten about real estate. Right. Whereas if, if I was tasked to be in the office from 10 to 7, I'd be there, I could call that lead immediately.
0: So for someone listening that only has two agents, how can they possibly cover every other day on the on lead day? I think that's one of a, one of the biggest challenges. And I don't disagree. Everything Logan's saying is what we teach at ERS, so I don't disagree with your systems that you put in place. I think that's great. And congratulations. The challenge is you have one or two agents, how do you cover every other day? And I hear that challenge all the time. I have a yeah. simple solution to it, but I'll let you address it first. Ad, ad
2: scheduling. If you've got okay. two agents and you want to flood the crap out of them, which I totally ag- agree with, at least for the few, uh, first few months. Is schedule them Monday and Friday, Monday and Friday, Monday and Friday.
0: You can control when those ads are gonna run.
2: Of course, exactly. Yep. And then you, you say you have to be in the office every second week uh, for one day. Yep. Perfect.
0: My solution is hire more agents. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's the <that's> easiest <laughs> Oh, you're my complaining, you give a person three right day now. of the month, thirty agents, and you're covered. Exactly. Nobody no, can but, deal, I, right?
1: but yeah, I mean it's uh Logan, you you have a great point about that. I remember talking to um, Jay Campbell back in the day, him and his wife Monica Diaz out in L.A. running phenomenal team, and that's what they do. So they'd run their Facebook ads Friday, Saturday, Sunday, turn them off, make all the follow like they just they just know like, hey, we're gonna be we're dedicating this weekend to be available for lead response, and then anybody that they didn't get a hold of right off the bat, you follow up with them all on Monday, you shut the oh, ads okay. down, you know, and so yeah, that they were only really able to handle like. All the leads between husband and wife team, and I think two other agents. Which you know, a lot of our listeners are going to be in a very similar situation, and they would just you know would pick and choose like, hey, this is this is going to be the weekend
0: we 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 really hit it with ads. So yeah, it's a great a great great way to do that. All awesome. right, so let's jump in. I wanted to ask them about accountability. I'm really curious. I know a lot of people listening. You've got these leads coming in. You've kind of figured out how you want to assign lead days. Uh, we've talked about lead generation. Uh, we've talked about kind of your mindset about wanting to build your team out. What have you been doing? personally and intentionally to hold all of these agents accountable. I know one of your challenges, Logan, that you shared with me off air uh, is that you're a really high D just like me. And it's hard to have empathy with someone that's not treating the leads the way that they're supposed to. It's almost like, yeah. all right, you're done getting leads all together. So how have you done overcoming the empathy challenge and helping those agents actually work the leads the way you know they should be working them to convert at the highest level?
2: Yeah. So um, I need to rewind for a second and talk about Andy for a quick for a quick moment, because okay. yeah, I, I can't give accountability unless I'm getting accountability. Hmm. So I've got Andy just every week making sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm running the one on ones properly, and I'm recruiting them, doing all that kind of stuff. Just so for if- our
0: listeners, Andy's the success coach with Elite Real Estate Systems. Andy's the success coach with Omaha's Elite, and yep. he holds all of our ers our current ers coaching clients accountable on a weekly basis. Addressing any pain points that they're experiencing.
2: Yeah. So in terms of the empathy challenge, um, it's it's interesting because as a person, I'm in incredibly empathetic. You know, I'll I'll feel for people. I'll I'll go to bat for them 100. percent But it's like you said, if it's if it's they're not doing their job and they're not handling the leads that I've paid for, you know, I have very little patience for that. So I think it's more of a patience issue for me. But it's uh, it, it was tough. But I think the main thing is just. It's it's going to sound crappy to, listen, to, to the listeners, I'm sure, but just do it because I started running these one-on-ones and I had no idea what I was doing, like no idea. And I'd be on the call with Andy every week. It took us a few weeks to get it pretty much down pat. But I'd, I was saying uh, at the beginning, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, uh, you know, because I wasn't so using us the one accountability the one tracker. One-on-ones.
0: What are you talking about? What do you do? So
2: originally what I would do is I would sit down and it would be a therapy session. Mm. So <laughs> that yeah. was a mistake. Ah, uh, so there's still a time for that at the end for the fluffy cat stuff, which I appreciate mm-hmm. and 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 I and I need to be there for 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 my agents and and listen, right? But um I was allowing the entire one on one to be about that, and I didn't focus on how are my leads being treated. Uh-huh. So as soon as I became purposeful with using the accountability tracker, and for those of you who don't know what that is, it's basically just uh, an Excel spreadsheet that that says, okay, are they are they following the leads? If they're in the new category, how many calls did they get? If they're in, uh, qualify, nurture, watch, and or archive all these different categories for your leads? Are they being followed up with in the way that you're telling your agents how to follow up with them? So for me, it's I have different things that need to happen in each of the categories. Or And if they don't, they're of the understanding now that I'm a little more serious that if they don't um, handle the leads properly, then they're going to be put in the centralized account and then all the new brokers are going to be able to attack them.
0: And I think that's one of the best strategies we've chosen to implement in our business is No one's yeah. getting fired for not treating the leads the way they should. They just lose the leads. Yeah, and that's exactly. as simple as it needs to be. Yeah, that's fine. Don't work the leads the way we want you to. You just will never get leads again. And we'll go share all those leads you've already been working with, with the rest right. of the team. I think that's yep. the best takeaway.
2: Yep. And I, I think in, in terms of the one-on-ones, like I said, when I started, I had no idea what I was doing, but the more I just did it. And that, that's the more important thing was that, the expectation from my agents was they had to be there on Monday for their one-on-ones. And so the more I did it, regardless of how good or bad it was, I wasn't really scared to fail because for me, it didn't matter. I just wanted to build the muscle of doing these one-on-ones so that they knew uh, that they were being held accountable for their business. There's a review.
0: There's a a review on a weekly basis. I think I've shared with a lot of people that I used to think in the one-on-one is where we were accomplishing everything but I now completely disagree with that sentiment. I think 70%, 80% of the value of the one-on-one is the subconscious of the the realtor or broker that you call, knowing that in a week from now, there's going to be an accounting or an accountability meeting where they're held accountable, independent of what's discussed in that meeting, just knowing it's coming up, I feel that people naturally will do what they're expected to do because they know a meeting's coming up. So as the Heidi Rainmaker team lead, your meeting with all of your agents right now on a weekly basis and Absolutely. having like a what is it, like a twenty or thirty minute face to face meeting.
2: Yeah, I, I try and keep it to twenty minutes. I'll be honest; it usually goes twenty five or thirty. But uh, you know, I allocate the ten minutes in between to get coffee or whatever. But right. I think the main thing that that I've been doing recently that's been awesome is I've been really purposeful in reaching out uh, to my agents halfway through. So I do all my excuse me my one on ones on Monday, and mm-hmm. then on Thursday, I will text them about their goals that they set with me on Monday. Mm-hmm. And I right. say, hey. So I said that you said that you wanted to f- catch up on your qualify leads. How's that coming along? Uh, you said you really wanted to finalize this deal. How's that coming along? And yep. I think that goes a really a, a real long way, especially yep. for us high Ds, because we don't know how much it means.
0: Yep. You know, because for yeah, us, you're, we're their, just do you're the work. their team leader, and people want to please their boss. People want to please the leader, the accountability coach, and so be be and Choose to show that you're impressed with what they're doing because yeah. we are. I mean, people are working hard and they're changing their lives as well. But it's, show it's so that funny, Jeff. It. Too.
2: It's so funny. I was literally just in the office yesterday, and um, I'm so used to this one broker I have, Marianne. She's, yeah, I think you've met her, and she's just such a friggin' rock star. I, I love her to death, and she's like closing this big deal, and I'm like, that's cool. We just like, <laughs> we just like kind of dead faced a little bit. She's like. And she wanted like a uh, like a celebration. And I, I realized I was being a dick, <laughs> you know, just kind of uh, un- unknowingly. And I was like, oh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's amazing. And all this stuff, because I just I, I it's right. it's almost like I expect it from her just to continue to rock it. So, right. yeah, I'm, it's definitely something I need to be. No, able And more it's, it's to
0: funny, it's those things. agents that produce at the highest level are the ones I think sometimes that want the most accolade. And I was in a team meeting a week ago and in our meetings, as you've probably seen, we go around and anyone has a sale. We all clap. That's the only time anyone gets any notoriety. They get a clap for an an executed contract, no listings taken or anything else. And I was thinking my mom was at this particular meeting and made a comment. And so when it went around the table, I was thinking about my mom's comment. And this gal had sold a house, but I didn't hear that she said she sold a house. And we moved on to the next person. And no one claps unless I'm the one that says, all right, let's give them a clap. And you should have seen her face. It was like I'd taken one of her children away from her or something. No. And she said, she said in front of everyone, the only reason she came to the meeting that day, because she she wasn't feeling well, was that she wanted the clap. And literally, it's, that's it. That's all you get, baby. And people come for that. Like It's super rewarding to be amongst your peers and be able to get the notoriety of that clap. So let's dive into systems and strategies. Um, obviously, with the elite real estate systems, we're constantly talking about implementing different systems in the business, making it more of a systematic approach to selling real estate um, and becoming like the CEO. In what ways have you changed the way that your systems work so that you could work more as a CEO and less as a rain Rainmaker agent?
2: Wow, well, great question. Um, should, Probably should have prepared for this.
0: Uh, no, it's, <laughs> You're uh, fine, dude. Well, just um, like what's different you know what, now than 12 months ago? How are you running it more as a business instead of a job?
2: Uh, you know, I, I just think b- being a little bit more leveraged, you know, speaking with John about how to make better spreadsheets of when a listing comes in, the spreadsheet comes in. Do we have all the documents? Yes or no. Uh, just because we're a little bit backwards here in Canada. We don't have all these cool dot loop things that you guys have. So <laughs> we have to be a little bit more archaic. Um, so doing all of that and, and really empowering John and my and my admin, Alex, she's amazing. And uh, just empowering them to know that they're managers in themselves. And this is this actually came straight from John. He he's, he was speaking with Alex and and he said, you may not realize it right now, but you are a manager. You manage all of our, our people on Upwork and WeWork and all, and all these different things to do our translations because we have to make everything French here. And, um, you know, uh, and uh, writing up for the listings, coordinating with the photos and all this, all this kind of stuff. And, and I think just empowering people to be able to create the systems for you is really cool because they're excited to do it because they want to they want to either a make you proud or, or b that, perfect. you know, in a perfect world, they're just excited to grow the business with you. Sure.
0: How many transaction coordinators do you have? One. So what, what do you think will be the point where you need a second? This question gets One. asked a lot.
2: 150, I, I think probably 150 deals. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd say probably within six months, we'll be adding somebody else. What I want to do is I want to add a concierge mm-hmm. um, just because I think that's going to be awesome because it's something that my brokers clearly have tr- trouble with is they take a bunch of listings and they never communicate with their clients. Mm-hmm. But if they're in the listing presentation saying we have a concierge service, sir, and mm-hmm. uh, this person will be reaching out for your every need, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, so if, I think that's if awesome. that, that's great. if
2: that admin can you know handle doing some trans tran- transaction coordination as well as the concierge services, that's just mm-hmm. awesome. And then my brokers are happier. And this is this is my job now. The way I see it is that I'm my job is to research and find really awesome bits of value to give back to the team.
0: Cool. Yeah, I love that. And so are you? You're not producing any longer, Logan, or are you doing some some deals?
2: Uh, the occasional deal here and there, I'll farm out to the team. Um, my, my dad's still in production because, you know, he just gets referrals and he loves doing it. So it's awesome. And, uh, but no, if, if I get a referral, I'll, I'll hand it off to, to anybody on the team who I think is the hungriest at the time.
0: Okay. So you're not taking leads any longer.
2: No, I don't take the leads. I'll, um, I'll go, I'm like a support system. So I, I have time that's available for, for my agents to book me for listing presentations. Okay. So if they feel like, let's say Marianne feels like she needs a male presence there. Sure. She'll, because it's a divorce case or whatever it yeah, is, yeah, whatever sure. um, she'll she'll call me up and say, hey, are you free for this? I say, absolutely. Even if it's not like the scheduled time that I allowed, like I'll I'll for sure go just because I, I just want them to feel supported and, and sure. uh, feel like I got their back.
0: Cool. So we obviously know looking to the future, the big three things, the foundation and pivotal pieces of any business that's going to grow in and outside of residential real estate starts with recruiting, having yeah. a sales team. Uh, number two would be retaining that sales team by offering them value, and one of those value adds is training. In yeah. what ways have you implemented recruiting, training, or retaining by offering value? And then I know Johnson looked like he unmuted like for the eighth time. And I yeah, exactly. But I was question. gonna I
1: was gonna steer the conversation to that direction, so you beat me
2: okay. to the
0: punch. How dare you?
1: Okay,
2: nice, <laughs> awesome, perfect. Um, y- you know, I it's it all kind of came together at the same time. The first time I went to your workshop, and it's it's fire hose drinking big time Mm -hmm. because you miss half of it the first time you're there just because it's so much stuff all at once, which is why it's so cool that you let people come back at a discount, which is rad. Mm -hmm. Um, So it all started with that. And it's just putting, it's just doing it, like just put it in the schedule. This is now something we do as a team. So every Friday at 11 o'clock, we run team training. And sometimes we'll bring in guest speakers like other big brokers in Montreal will come and talk like we had Jacqueline Rabin come in and she's an absolute monster. She's so awesome. So she came in and spoke uh, for us or I'll do some talks on various things. We do training on, on like renovation materials. That's a huge one that, that newer brokers want to learn about. We do training on mortgage rates or how to refer business.
0: Have um, you been doing any of that leads. prior to coming to our workshop?
2: I'm sorry. No, we, we weren't doing, doing our own
0: training. We were doing a meeting, you know, but, but it wasn't purposeful like your guys's. Most of the teams I've met, I've consulted with, and that I visited when I was doing my, you know, info gathering. I didn't find very many that had weekly intentional training. A lot of them had weekly meetings. They weren't even accountability meetings. They were really just let's come together and talk about our upcoming listings. Um, but a lot of people don't do that. What, why do you guys think that is? I'm, let's address that. I've never talked about that before. Why do you think a team and/or the team leader wouldn't have purposeful weekly trainings? And there's probably the answer people for listening that. right now that don't do I it. I totally
2: ahead. have the answer for that. It's that they've they've got three or four members and they don't and they're scared to run a training with nobody there. Hmm they're 100% scared to fail. They don't want two people to show up and then they, they feel awkward standing up in front of their team because I've, I've felt that before. When we were at like four members and two of them were sick that day, I had to run a training for two people and it was awkward. It was weird. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I think a lot of times it's just fear of failure in that way. But I'd, it's the same thing with the one-on-ones. I didn't care whether there was one person or 10 people there. I, I, I always keep the trainings open to anybody in my office. I keep the trainings open to other brokers from different brokerages. Um, all that kind of stuff, but it's just doing it, building the habit of doing it, putting it in the schedule. Like just put it in your Google Calendar, repeat every week, and it will happen.
0: I, I totally agree. I think another challenge is people think they don't have the content. I'll tell any lip person listening that sells over 50 houses a year, you have the content. Most of those 100%. agents choose to be on your team because you're selling 50 plus houses a year and they want to be just like you. I took that for granted when I was, you know, the Rainmaker agent doing 70-80 deals. I knew a lot that I didn't know I knew. I thought everybody knew it, but they don't. So create some simple trainings. If you're not going to join, I mean, we offer um, ERS live stream. A lot of people don't know this agent specific training. If you just want to plug yourself into Wednesday, Friday trainings, you can now do that for $17 a month. I think this might be the first time I've ever announced this on our show before. But if you're an individual agent and you want individual agent training, $17 a month. Um, We have a new website we just launched a couple days ago. EliteRealEstateSystems.com has been updated. And so they have that $17 a month product right there. But- also, for those team leaders that feel like they don't have a lot of great training options, you can use, you know lean on us a little bit. Our training company offers for the 10, um, 10 seats, you can spend $497, which is the product Logan is in, which gives you, of course, the team leader trainings every Thursday. But then it also has individual agent career trainings Wednesdays and Fridays, and you can plug up the 10 agents into that product for free just covered in the 497. So I'm assuming you're plugging your agents into our weekly dialogue and our weekly career training.
2: Yep, and you know, it's it's the, the, the struggle from being from Canada is uh, I'd say maybe one in 10 won't apply to, just okay. because it's something that doesn't exist in Canada yep. or something. But for the most part, it's awesome, especially that you've been doing it with your dad. First of all, it's hilarious. <laughs> Second of all, it's awesome.
0: <laughs> we do like good cop, bad cop. I honestly disagree with like, like everything he says. But yeah. it's funny because... <laughs> We both like, have our own way of doing it, and there's no right way. It's for everyone to find their own path. So starting exactly. next year, we're actually switching the days. So Wednesdays will be topic-specific, and then Fridays will be dialogue training, following up with whatever the Wednesday topic was. And we have changed out a lot of the topics so that they are more applicable to everyone across the country and North America that are wanting to take advantage awesome. of the content. Um, also, you can expect coming soon, in a couple of months from now, we're going to have little guides, kind of like what you would have at a university setting with fill in oh, the cool. blanks and questions and resources for nice. every Wednesday and Friday training. So that's going to be really awesome. It'll feel a little bit more educational. I've,
2: I've even winged a couple of my Friday trainings because I have a, a giant list of all the content that I want to cover on a regular basis. And some of them will be, will repeat over a two or three month period. But sometimes something will happen during the week that I don't necessarily want to like call an agent on. So I just run the training based around that. So it's, uh, it's, you know, it's it's open to awesome. interpretation.
0: You just do it and things yep. fall into place. It's awesome. So from a value-add standpoint, <clears throat> what are some things like in, you could be speaking literally to agents in your marketplace watching this podcast? Why should an agent come work on your team versus going off on their own under a broker and being able to be a capper or joining another team? What are some things that you feel are value-add as to why someone should join your team and why the agents that are currently on your team should stay with you?
2: I think the main thing is that my team's proven to be able to take somebody from doing, you know, zero to two million dollars of volume and, and take them to six to ten million dollars of volume. Like Marianne started only about a year and a half ago and John and I trained her and she's, a, she's an absolute rock star. Uh, she, she will do about eight million in volume this year. And this is her, her second year as a, as a broker. She started mid-year last year. So it's her first full year. You know, we have another broker on our team, Tommy. Uh, He was with another team uh, as an ISA, and he wanted to become a broker. So he reached out to us because he knew that we were feeding leads. And uh, this year, he's going to close four and a half million from zero last year. Wow! So yeah, he's he's going to. Everyone's just doing super well. John's in production as well. He's going to do. He's going to do probably eight eight million give or take as well this year. He's you know, he was working in Toronto, just some $14 an hour job, you know, and we were, we were laughing about where both of us were two years ago. And he was like, man, I've made more money in the last two years. Sorry, this year than I've made in the last two years combined. Like everybody's, everybody's ecstatic. But the main thing is, is that we're going to, we're going to give you leads and we're going to coach you to get your own because I've proven myself as somebody who can lead gen like a master. And I'm able to coach the 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 people on how to be able to get the business in that way. And we're also gonna be buying leads for you. And your admin stuff is gonna be covered. So it's it's a complete no-brainer. If you're already doing four million, you join. Sorry, if you're already doing five and a half million, you join at an eighty-20. So ours is a little bit different because our average sale price is like three hundred and ten. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, if you're doing five and a half million, you join it in eighty-twenty. I mean, what are you gonna pay an admin Right. What we I don't really care whether the our our brokers make like a bazillion dollars. I want them to, but more importantly, I want them to have a fun life because that's what we got into this business for. They told us it was choose your own hours and right. you know, take as much time as you want off, right? But uh, I, I think outside of the team uh, idea, I think it's really difficult to actually pull that off. But I think if you were a member of my team or your team or some of these teams that are really offering big amounts of value, you can do that. And I'm I'm also offering people who are on the maximum split to be able to build their own teams within the team so I think that, that that's something that, that really separates me from other ones as well.
0: Great answer. Logan was able to take a couple minutes with that answer. I think anyone listening on um, the ERS coaching platform or not, you need to know what's the value your team offers, joining you as a team leader. How are you going to be able to help change their life? And as you build it out, the focus should be the agents that are with you and how the processes that you have in place and the leads and the whole system is built around helping them be more successful. And if that's always your focus, offering value to the agents that are following you, which is a true leader's responsibility, you will continue to grow. You will continue to have success. It's the teams I see where they're taking advantage of their agents. They're not allowing them to be just like them. Team leaders that aren't allowing them to build teams or team leaders that aren't giving them the best leads. You know, they're cherry picking all the good stuff. You should treat the agent exactly how you'd want to be treated. Follow the golden rule. Agents will stay with you. Agents will want to join you. People will talk about you and you'll continue to grow. So congratulations, Logan. That's awesome that you've been able to do that. Um, another shout out about our, our workshop. Um, I know we mentioned this usually on every podcast. And just as a reminder, we have one coming up soon, uh, December 11th, if you can make that. I know the tickets are probably a little more expensive now, the plane tickets. We are offering the December 11th team building workshop at 50% off. Just use discount code 1 slash 2 off, half off. And then also we have two additional workshops that are on our calendar for January and February. You can find those dates on our website, EliteRealEstateSystems.com forward slash workshop. Or just go out to the site and click on workshop and there's a ton more information all about the workshop on there. Also, if you're thinking about becoming an ERS live stream client, a team leader client or an individual agent client, and you're curious what the trainings look like, we have complete episodes posted for free as examples on the website right now. So if you go in there and click the learn more button, you can actually watch our entire dialogue training about how to acquire a FISVO lead. Um, I have two or three other additional trainings that are all about Uh, different topics that we cover through that training program. So if you want to see what it's all about, we thought about doing like a super cut reel of all these little pieces of the training. I'm like, let's just give a whole episode so you can kind of feel exactly like what that's like to be in that training. It's also interactive. So when you have questions, you can instant message those questions to us and we're watching those live, just like in the podcast today.
2: And I'd like to jump on that two seconds and just say, if anybody wants to talk about uh, my experience with ERS, you can just reach out to me. I'm super easy to find on Facebook. There's like four of me and I think I'm wearing <laughs> this shirt in the photo on Facebook. So there
0: you go. Awesome. Cool. Thank you. Bug. And Very also for cool. agents that want to get in touch with you in your marketplace or send referrals your way, they can just find you on Facebook. Logan Boise.
2: <laughs> Boise. Boise. Oh my God. Yeah. And in, in, in French it's Boise. Boise. <laughs> oh my God.
0: You want to do any French <laughs> okay. shout outs?
2: Yeah, no, no, absolutely not. I don't, I don't feel like embarrassing <laughs> myself in front of your wonderful viewers.
0: I almost was going to memorize like a whole chain of French to impress you today, but I decided my I God. would never be able to impress you. So I did not do that.
2: Oh, my gosh. You're welcome. No, 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 yeah, I wouldn't say the French thing would be great. I'd, I'd probably stumble about all over it.
1: <laughs> Matt, oh anything God. we missed, oh Dan? Uh, just uh, on the podcast itself. Make sure to subscribe and, and share the show. We appreciate everybody that does already share the show. It's been awesome. We we don't do you know a lot of like advertising. We don't do Facebook ads to try to push the show. Uh, and so it's basically grown because people are sharing it. They're telling people about it, your other fellow team members, the guys that you meet at conferences, the guys and gals that you hang out with in masterminds. Uh, everybody is sharing the show. But if you're getting value out of it, we'd really appreciate it if you leave a review and a rating for us on iTunes. So, Jeff, your goal is 50 by the end of the year?
0: I was hoping for 50. We're at 22 right now. And I know it's just like an extra five minutes that nobody has in their life. It really means a lot, you guys. We read every one. Anyone that leaves a review, I see the person that left the review. I read it. I'll kick you out a little text thanking you for leaving us a review. We don't do any gifts or we're not buying the, the um, reviews. I want them to be authentic. So please, if you have found value, show us You know, uh, in return. Pay us through giving us a great review on iTunes. And that's just by going, logging into the podcast Feature. It's an app in uh, in your on your Apple device. You can just search in the App Store podcast, download that, search team building by Jeff Cohn, uh, the team building podcast, and then you just subscribe to it. And then it'll let you give the five star review and write up a little paragraph. Be sure to write something up. Don't just do the five star review.
1: Absolutely, but no. Other than that, that's uh, all I wanted to finish out with, Logan. That was awesome, super, super fun, and uh, and a great example for. Uh, I know a lot of people out there are essentially where you were at two years ago, and your story is super inspiring. But but also to be able to get into some of the nuts and bolts of what you've done that made uh, like real immediate impact was awesome. So we really appreciate you being here.
2: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. It was, it was absolutely my pleasure, guys. And it, like I said, if anybody has any questions, they can reach out to me at any time. You know, it's it's been awesome working with Jeff and ERS. It's been it's been uh, an absolute pleasure. So uh, my my goal is next year, 200 deals. I'm back on the show.
0: Boom! I'll do Mom. that. You hit 200 deals, you're coming back on. I think what's awesome, Logan, is that you have implemented everything. And a lot of times, you'll watch. I'll watch a podcast, and I'll tell. I can tell that somebody is fluffing a lot of the things they talk about. I don't think there was a thing today that I needed to call you out on. I could tell you. No, because we kind of skipped
2: it. over recruiting. So we don't have to that. <laughs> I gave you I'm a path not very very good recruiting. That.
0: <laughs> there you go. But what's so, neat uh, is that you have taken advantage. If
2: to me make my job easier, that'd be nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's great that I can tell that you've been intentional, that you've actually made these changes and you're actually getting results from it. Because it's one thing to yeah. implement all the changes and then nothing happens to implementing the changes and seeing the results. The biggest fear that anyone listening has that hasn't taken your path yet is that they're gonna implement all these changes and nothing's gonna happen, they're not gonna have more sales, they're gonna go into more debt, and that's the fear. And so you have to have the belief system around, if I make these changes, if I spend this money here and there, that the result, you know, I'm gonna see results directly from that. Um, You're a great case study of this. Every month, we're gonna interview uh, and highlight an agent that's implemented the ERS systems and strategies into their business and have had great results from it. And we're gonna specifically discuss their pain points. And I think Logan did a great job being willing to share that with us as well. So stay tuned for future um, podcasts, where we're interviewing other ERS clients to talk about their path and their journey. And I think what's great is we're not going to interview people that are doing hundreds and hundreds of deals, it's going to be people that were at the 50 mark as a rainmaker, just like Logan, who've been able to get out of a selling or to some extent be able to exit the selling process and focus on building a business and becoming the CEO. And you've done a fantastic job, Logan. So congratulations. And thanks again for being on our podcast with us today. Thanks so much for
1: having me guys. All right, guys. Well, that'll do it for this episode. We appreciate everybody watching and listening, and uh, we'll see you on the next one.